Hi everyone, Amanda here, and this is Planned, Prepped, and Productive, the podcast where I'm helping moms ditch perfection and find peace through planning. This is episode 58, Setting Boundaries with Yourself This Holiday Season. Hey everyone, I'm really excited to dig into the topic of boundaries today, and I think this holiday season is just kind of one of the most important times to talk about boundaries because it's a time that most of us let them slip a little bit and find ourselves feeling really stressed out, tired, overwhelmed, overworked. Um, And it's especially sad at this time when we want to be feeling really fulfilled, right? We all have these holiday dreams of spending time together Um, just feeling peace and enjoying each other's company, but so rarely are we able to actually achieve that. And boundaries really are one of the key ways to do that. So for a long time, I had a really hard time even understanding, you know, what a boundary was, what is a boundary. First, I'm just going to go ahead and define, I'm just going to dig into some examples of boundaries and what kind of role that's played in my life, particularly around the holidays. So a boundary, simply put, is a rule. That's all it is. It is a line that you as a person are not going to cross um, or that you don't want somebody else to cross for you. Um, We're going to dig into what makes boundaries more effective later, but that is the gist of what I mean when I say a boundary. So I just want to dig in first with an example of my Halloween this year, Um, just because it was kind of my inspiration for choosing this topic to talk about and my inspiration for making some important changes in my life that I think you might want to consider making in your life as well for more peaceful holiday season. So this Halloween... um, my in-laws put together a family trunk or treat. It was really fun. It was a fun thing that we were able to do, especially where, you know, we weren't able to see larger groups of people. We were able to stay within our extended family group and do something fun for Halloween that we might not have been able to do otherwise. So first off, I want to say that I am so grateful for in-laws and family that want to make the holidays fun. Um, But this event, we were all supposed to, you know, wear whatever costumes we chose and to decorate our trunk and car for a contest. And I love Halloween. Halloween's my favorite holiday to prepare for. I just love coming up with fun family costumes and my family's all into it as well. So they get excited about dressing up together. Um, In fact, my five-year-old daughter, I don't think she quite understands that she really could be something else if she wanted to. So she's always, you know, telling me which family we could be, you know, like, mom, we could be the Frozen family this year, or we could be the Inside Out group, or she's always got ideas for group costumes. Anyway, so this year I got everything I needed early on. We were doing a Candyland theme, um, but I just hadn't gotten around to getting it done until a few days before this event. And as I started getting ready, I was staying up, you know, until 11 midnight, cutting things out, sewing things, making decorations for our car, 
all of the things. And I was exhausted and cranky. <laughs> and the it was spilling over into my everyday life with my kids. It wasn't just something that I was doing in the evenings. But in order to get it done in time, I was, you know, letting my kids watch too much TV and, you know, telling them to leave me alone while I got this project finished, et cetera, et cetera. And I just, by the time it was all said and done, thought this was not worth it. Not one part of this was worth it. And I want to point out here that the reason for this is because I did not set good boundaries. I wanted to have fun and I wanted to be the best. That was my motivation for staying up all the hours of the night, putting together these costumes. And I wasn't thinking about my family's experience um, and how that was affecting them. So I was taking something that's usually fun for everyone in the family. And I was kind of introducing negativity to it for my kids and spouse. And that wasn't really fair. And I just want to point out here too, that this was not my mother-in-law's fault for putting this activity together. This wasn't my in-laws fault for doing their own fun events for think for Halloween. This really was my fault for not setting boundaries in place for myself and for my family. So I kind of decided from that point that I was like, you know what? I'm done. I'm done being extra, <laughs> which is a really hard thing for me. I am a little bit extra if I'm being completely honest. Um, and I kind of started making a goal that for the rest of the holidays that we would do just enough to feel the togetherness, to feel the joy of having traditions, but we weren't going to go above and beyond. We don't need to win the holidays. The holidays are not a contest, which keeping that in mind will help you a lot as you start to set boundaries. So let's dig into, you know, what a boundary looks like. Um, I just want to share a little example with my daughter. And while I failed miserably this year in my Halloween boundary setting, I do feel like I am successful in teaching my kids what boundaries look like. Um, And I really like to watch them play and interact with each other and watch the way that they set boundaries to see that in action. And the other day, um, my kids were playing and... My oldest just told the middle son, she just, she was very calm, but she said, Tommy, if you're going to talk to me that way, I'm not going to play with you. And I was like, yes. (laughs) And I loved that she wasn't rude. She didn't yell, but she clearly set that boundary that she was not going to let him treat her the way that he was. And she gave him a clear consequence that she wasn't going to play with him anymore if he continued to talk to her that way. So I really love seeing that example in my kids. And this is all a boundary has to be. So let's let's talk about how we can go about setting boundaries for ourselves. Um, Because to be honest, this can get really overwhelming really quickly when, especially when we have let our boundaries be pushed a lot we might feel this need to tighten and control everything. And that's just not really realistic. Um, It's a lot more effective if we start slow and we um, really just focus on those areas that are causing the most harm as we start to put better rules into place. Um, 
So the first step to set your own boundaries is to reflect and be present and mindful. And again, this is a really challenging thing because especially when our boundaries have been pushed, we will find ourselves slipping into behaviors to try and escape this feeling of being out of control. And so you're probably doing some numbing if you're in a place where your boundaries have been broken or pushed a lot, or you just don't have solid boundaries in place. So you've probably been spending a lot of time escaping um, through social media, through scrolling your phone, online shopping, um, watching too much TV, eating too many indulgent snacks, those kinds of things. These are all numbing behaviors that we do when we feel out of control. So the first step is to just try and let yourself feel, like I said, by being present and mindful. So Sometimes we're so used to being treated a certain way that we don't even notice it happening. And we don't even notice that we don't like it because of all those numbing behaviors that I just talked about. So I have totally been guilty of this um, with my kids whining. In fact, we visited some friends recently and um, my friend corrected my kids whininess multiple times. At first, I was a little taken aback and offended, to be honest. But then I thought about it and I'm like, you know what? She was kind, but firm in teaching them the right way to talk to her. And it just made me realize that I had grown totally desensitized to their whining. And if they're not corrected, they're not going to find a better way, right? So when you work on being present and mindful, you're going to start to notice a lot more about your surroundings, both the positive things and the negative things. And this will help you know what things you need to reflect on and what things are causing you greater stress and anxiety in your life and what areas you need to tighten your boundaries. So that's how you go about starting to figure out what areas to set these boundaries. Um, Next, I want to dive into an idea of whether you should set boundaries with others or set boundaries with yourself. And one thing that I've noticed about boundaries is that the person who has the hardest time Keeping boundaries that you set is you. Another key here is that it is really only effective to set boundaries with yourself. And this is something that I'm teaching my kids all the time. The first step for them would be to ask their siblings to respect their space or their things. But to be honest, my kids can't control whether or not their siblings listen and Neither can you, but they can control themselves and you can control yourself. So instead of setting a boundary, like I don't want you to touch me or I don't want you to touch my things, a more effective boundary would be if you continue to touch my things, I will be taking them somewhere else and then walk away. Or if you continue to touch me, I will be playing elsewhere and then walk away. So this is really, really key because I've noticed that people, myself included, tend to get really frustrated with pent-up feelings when they feel like people aren't respecting their boundaries. But the problem here isn't that people aren't respecting your boundaries. The problem is that you've set a boundary that you can't control, which is always going to lead to more frustration and not really be an effective boundary. So in order for a boundary to be enforceable, it has to be a boundary set with you not with another person. Another thing that I've noticed is that many women in particular 
myself included, struggle with boundaries because you want to be perceived as nice. You want to say yes. You enjoy the things that you're saying yes to. Um, This is totally me when it comes to keeping boundaries like going to bed early. I could say yes and stay up and watch that TV show with my husband. That would be much more fun than going to sleep. But it's not the most responsible decision. And I know that breaking that boundary is going to lead me down that path of feeling that chaos and stress that so often comes with motherhood. So when we set boundaries, the biggest thing we struggle with is feeling like we're going to disappoint people. But in reality, the person that you will probably feel like you're disappointing the most often is yourself. For example, if I tell my mom I'm not going to be able to make it down her direction for a get-together, she might be a little bummed. But I personally am going to be so sad that I'm missing out and feeling guilt about not being there. So it's really me that feels, you know, that fear of missing out the most. So why would you, why would I set that boundary? Why would I do that then? The reason is because I have spent so many holidays exhausted, overwhelmed, and tired and I've learned and dis- learned and decided that boundaries are so, so helpful to enjoying some of the things fully rather than trying to do all of the things and enjoying none of them. For this episode, I want to go into some areas that I think it's really, really important to consider setting boundaries for, particularly in the holiday season. But before I do that, I want to share some tips for boundary success. The very first one I want to share is you obviously have to practice a little bit of tough love for yourself in order for your boundaries to be successful. Because like I said, we're setting boundaries with ourselves. We're not setting boundaries with others. Most of us will break a promise to ourselves way before we break a promise to someone else. First of all, I want you to change that. I want you to think about yourself as your best friend and stop breaking promises to yourself. But one key that I think is really, really helpful in a lot of aspects of my life is to think about my future self. So most of us have a dream, some kind of dream of who we're going to be, right? We have some vision that's keeping us pushing forward toward the future of who we want to be and what we want our life to look like. As you set boundaries... And you're coming to a point where maybe you're being pressured to break a boundary for whatever reason. Um, It's the holidays and you know that you've said yes to too many get-togethers, but you get invited to one more. So what I want you to do is I want you to ask your future self. That person who has it all together, that person who feels peace, that person who feels joy in parenting and in her children. I want you to go talk to her and say, hey... I got invited to another party. I'm really excited about it for this reason and this reason and this reason. And I want you to ask her, you know, can I go to this party? (laughs) Like you would ask your parent, can I go to this party? And if you think that that person, that future person would say yes, then say yes. But if you know that that future person has had to sacrifice a little bit to get to where she is, then maybe you want to choose to sacrifice. So that's one really helpful tip for me as I'm trying to decide whether or not to be a yes person in a particular time is to ask that future person that I envision whether or not it's a good idea. 
Okay, another tip for success with boundaries is to think about it just a little bit at a time. Like I said, when you try and set everything at once, suddenly you're going to feel stressed and overwhelmed in kind of the opposite direction that you were stressed and overwhelmed before, and you're going to give up and be right back where you started. So this is why it's really, really key to reflect and think about your life and to find the areas where you feel like boundaries will have the biggest impact and start there. And as you start to set boundaries, just like creating habits, you'll kind of start to see a waterfall effect into other areas in your life and will become more effortless. But remember to just start with a little bit at a time so that you can really feel your success instead of feeling overwhelmed at your quote unquote failure. Another thing to think about when it comes to boundaries is to remember your why. So again, this goes back to your reflection. It can be really, really uh, effective even to start a journal about this if you want to have some accountability for reflecting and thinking about it. So your why is why you personally are choosing to make these rules. Your boundaries are not going to match everyone else's. And that's how it's supposed to be. That's fine. So if you are fine with your kids eating more sugar over the holidays, don't waste energy making that a boundary. It's not going to be helpful to you in your life if it's not causing you stress to begin with. So don't make your boundaries what you feel like the world is telling you your boundaries need to be. Think about your why and what you feel like will have an impact and set those boundaries. To stick your ba- If you struggle to stick to your boundary, be compassionate with yourself, but recommit. Think about talking to that future self again and your future self is where you want to be. And they know that they failed a lot of times getting to where they are now. So they will be compassionate with you. You need to be compassionate with you. But don't let that be a reason to call it quits, you know? Recommit after you've failed and continue to recommit every time so that you eventually are finding success. I have two things left to say. Um, One is if you are really struggling with a particular boundary, get an accountability buddy. Just tell them you're working on this and ask them to check in with you however often you think will be helpful. Um, This can be a friend, a family member, anyone really. It can be really effective if they have something that they're working on as well and you can kind of talk through those things with each other. Uh, I found this really successful with my sister's and my mom, we kind of all talk about our workouts together and we don't even generally like check up on each other in a way that's like, you know, did you get the workout in? It's more just become a way of life for all of us so we can share our successes and failures with each other and that kind of motivates us to keep going. Okay, the last thing is to say your boundaries out loud. So a lot of times we have something that we're working on in our heads, but we don't really want to say it. It's like, we don't want to really take ownership of it. But when we take ownership of it, we are so much more likely to achieve it. So say those boundaries out loud. So now that we've talked about how we can go about setting boundaries and why it's important, let's talk specifically about the holidays and some of the areas that I think it's important to try and set boundaries around during the holidays. So the first one that I'm working on is food slash weight talk. And remember, 
I'm talking about what I struggle with. This is not something that I am setting for other people. I'm not setting the boundary for other people to stop talking about their weight loss or their most recent diet. But I can choose to leave the conversation if it's not serving me. Right. So the reason that I chose this is because it's something that I'm not great at and that it's taken me a lot of practice to get to the point where I am now. And I still need more practice to be where I want to be. So I, for some reason, can't resist talking to people about their macros, their goals, um, how much butter the mashed potatoes that we're eating have in them, et cetera, et cetera. So this is definitely a goal that's more for myself than for others. But If you struggle with people in your life that, you know, can't keep their eyes on their own plate, you can politely set this boundary for others. Um, If they continue to mention what you're eating or over talk about their diet by by simply changing the subject and coming up with new or saying something, you know, like it's Christmas. Let's talk about something different and change the subject. I don't think you'll have a big problem with people sticking to this boundary because once they're called out for it, they typically will, you know, feel a little bit of guilt about it and move on. So they'll probably be a little bit embarrassed by being called out, but I think they'll stick to the boundary. But again, you can also choose to just stand up and leave the room when this conversation is happening and find someone else to talk to. Okay, on a similar note... Um, it's really important for me and my family to set boundaries around treats during the holidays. And this is a really, really hard topic to set boundaries around because of course, setting boundaries can sometimes make us crave or want that thing even more. So just some examples of boundaries that we're going to set in our home that might work for you. And if they don't find your own boundary, that's okay. But My choice around treats is to only eat treats that taste amazing. So if someone drops off cookies and they're not awesome, I'm not going to finish them. And that in the past probably would have caused me a lot of guilt, but I can still feel gratitude for my friends, for them thinking about me, for them bringing a treat. And I don't have to indulge in that treat to feel gratitude for their friendship. It just doesn't have to happen. Um, Some other ideas are, what if it does taste amazing, but you have way too much? You can freeze treats for another time. Sometimes just getting them in the freezer is enough to make them like just enough work that you don't necessarily want to eat it right that second. Um, and again, don't feel guilt about throwing things away if you have too much. Take a few bites if you want them, throw away the rest. I do want to point out here though that it's really important with food boundaries, especially that if you do want it, eat it. I'm not shaming all the amazing holiday food. I'm really excited about some of the holiday food that I get to eat, but it is really important for me to send set boundaries about the food that I don't necessarily want to eat, but I'm eating out of social obligation or whatever other obligation, um, to keep ourselves feeling vivacious and energized and healthy and happy uh, rather than sluggish over the holidays. Okay. Another boundary that you might want to consider around the holidays is boundaries around your traditions. So talk to your family, ask them what traditions actually matter to them. So this year with Thanksgiving and COVID, we were home with just our little family. I cooked chicken instead of turkey because we don't love turkey. I skipped gravy. I skipped cranberry sauce. I 
had a stuffing recipe going viral on the internet and I used stovetop stuffing because when it came down to it, those things just weren't that important to us. What was important was spending time together, not the perfect menu. So I think so often, especially in a social media world, we really are thinking about what traditions matter to the masses and not what traditions matter to our own little family. So chat with your family, see what they actually care about, what they want to do. We did this for Christmas, for our Christmas advent calendar, which if you're interested in that, I shared 25 ideas last week that you can do even among COVID and social distancing. And those they're all fun. We're not going to get through them all. There's too many. So I talked to my family and everybody picked one thing that was important to them. We'll get to more if we get around to it, but guess what? No one said making gingerbread houses, which is really fun to me, but it's probably the most work. So being able to let that go is actually kind of a relief. So talk to your family, see what they care about, and set boundaries not to do all of the traditions just for the sake of doing the traditions. Okay, so another thing that happens a lot around the holidays, right, are these endless holiday parties, from work parties to family parties to church parties. Um, That will probably go down a little bit this year with all of the COVID crazy, but I know that I've been invited to drive through nativities and, and, you know, people still want to feel the togetherness that comes from the holidays. And that's really important. So I don't think that you by any means need to let go of all of these traditions, but one rule that I've made for myself, and again, Remember that your boundaries don't need to be the same as anyone else's. But one thing that's really important to me is that I get to spend either Saturday or Sunday at home every single weekend. So obviously I make exceptions for, you know, a vacation, but generally I try to stick to this rule and the holidays get really, really crazy with parties. And if you're like me and you need a day to get ready for the week, consider setting a similar boundary that You need to be home for at least an entire day or at least a few hours on a day of the weekend to prepare for your week. It wouldn't be a podcast on holiday boundaries without talking about gifts. So there's a lot of opinions about gifts. I'm not one personally to limit the gifts that other people give to my kids. I feel like that's their choice. I feel like people can derive a lot of joy from gift giving. So I tend not to meddle in what other people are giving my kids, but My kids know that in our house, we get rid of anything that's broken. So low quality gifts don't usually last long. And I'm okay with them being a one to two week toy that they get a little bit of joy out of. And then we throw it away because it's not functioning anymore. Um, I also think it's really important, again, to set gift giving boundaries for myself. So I stick to a strict budget and gift limit in my house. We keep Christmas very, very basic because I don't want it to be about gifts. I want it to be about family togetherness and, you know, the spirit of Christmas. So usually in our house, I choose to buy just one toy and one book for each child, and they'll also get to open up their stocking. I'm hopeful that my kids will get used to this system and not feel entitled uh, because this is just what they've grown up with and what they're used to. Okay, the last area that I want to talk about setting boundaries over the holidays is social media. So... I've already talked about this a little bit. Social media and the holidays can be a really, really hard place. Someone will always have better decor, a better Christmas card, better family photos, 
Decide on your boundary for social media and find a way to stick to it. Ask that future self, say, what will be the most effective for me? What will keep me away from this draw toward social media? Um, This has been a really, really big challenge for me and something that I've only recently found success in. And even then, it's been very messy, lots of ups and downs. So don't expect this to be one that you can create overnight, but... I will tell you what I've chosen to do, Um, especially where I use social media in my business. That that became a really big excuse for me spending hours and hours scrolling and doing things that were not adding to my personal mental health or my peace felt at home. Um, But I would I would just use that excuse, you know, like, oh, but I need to be there. I need to be there for business. So what I did was I came up with a boundary that I could use Facebook and Instagram as much as I needed to, as long as I was using it on a desktop PC. Now I, and in order to keep myself keeping that boundary, I actually, I removed the Facebook app from my home. I blocked the websites, so I have to type in a password to get to them. I actually know my password and so far it's working fine, but if I were really struggling, I would change it or have my husband change the password so that I can't get on unless he's there. And then um, I am allowed to use the, I'm allowed to use the app. I kept the Instagram app on my phone and I'm allowed to use it for work purposes only, but I had to strictly define what that meant. That meant posting to stories, posting to my page, um, interacting with people one-on-one that did not mean watching stories or scrolling. Those were two boundaries that I set that I'm just not doing anymore. Again, you might not need to set boundaries that are this strict. You may not struggle with social media quite as much, but I do think that as you're trying to set boundaries in other areas, that spending too much time on social media will just start to pull you back and make you believe that you're missing out when the truth is you have found a better, higher way by setting some rules for yourself. And you will feel so much more peace around the holiday when you do. So I hope that this episode has been helpful. I hope that first we were able to kind of clarify what boundaries are, why you might want to set that why you might want to set them. Then I hope you were able to get some ideas of how to make your boundaries work, make how to make them effective. And then that you were able to kind of look at areas of your life that tend to get a little out of balance over the holidays and find ways that you can stop that from happening this year and that you can feel the most fulfilled over this holiday season, enjoying some of the things instead of feeling stressed out through all of the things. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. Next week, I have got a really special guest. My good friend, Allie Kelly of Longbourn Farm is coming on the podcast. She's talking about kitchen organization and other tools as a means to decrease stress in the kitchen and cook more at home. I think you're really going to love her perspective. Like I said, she's a great friend of mine, and I'm thrilled to have her on. Until next week, happy boundary planning. Happy boundary planning.